Welcome to Rise Above Your Mind, a podcast dedicated to education, advocacy, and support for topics related to mental health and all challenges and obstacles that are found in the world today. Welcome back to another episode of Rise Above Your Mind. Today we are joined by Haley Bianco. If you just want to introduce yourself real quick. Hi guys, uh, my name is Haley Bianco. I am a mental health advocate and an artist. I go to North Park University in Chicago and I'm majoring in advertising and graphic design and I'm a recently retired D3 volleyball player. Yeah, it's so great to have you here today, Haley. Super excited to talk about some very important topics The first thing that I want to talk about today is the process that you took recently of stepping away from a sport that you spent so much of your life playing, something that meant so much to you, but something that was becoming detrimental to your mental health. And you knew that your life was going to, you know, take a different course, go a different way, and that it was going to be better for you. And just talk about that journey, how that all happened and what that kind of impact has had on your life over the past six to 12 months. Yeah. So my story goes way back. And the reason why I ultimately decided to step away was because of a lot of unresolved things from my past, from just being completely in denial of how much I was struggling with my mental health, specifically in high school. And when I got to college, it kind of just hit me like a truck and all like the pain that I had buried inside of me that I'd silenced for years. And just a preface in high school, I was this perfect kid who graduated at the top of my class, had all these scholarships, graduated with a perfect floor printout. So on the outside, everything, my life was perfect. So what did I have to be depressed about? So that was the main thing that led to my denial of how much I was struggling, but the anxiety and depression was fairly crippling for me. And along with that, I was also struggling with a knee injury, a reoccurring knee injury because the doctors could not figure out what was wrong with my knee there. So I was also, not only was I in denial that I was struggling mentally, I also convinced myself that I was making up the knee pain as well. So on top of that, all that combined, I neglected my mental health a lot. And so my spring semester, my freshman year was when I went to therapy for the first time and I did an intake session. I did it a week before spring break and then I went home for spring break and then COVID happened. So everything kind of just fell apart. And right around that time was when I got connected with the hidden opponent and that kind of came out of nowhere, but it helped me get my um, purpose back. And basically what um, helped me to start prioritizing my mental health and January of this year was kind of when everything really kind of fell apart and came crashing down and really kind of started putting things in perspective where I started getting drawn away from volleyball and It started when my mom passed away, and about a week later, I had to move back to campus, and I had a volleyball season to play, and it was a weird season. It was a COVID season, so obviously, it's already weird, and somewhere around the middle of the season was when I finally came to my conclusion that I needed help, and I put in the appointment request for a campus counseling center and started going through that whole process, which was kind of a mess. And 
I kept being told that I needed to slow down and I really wanted a break from volleyball, but I kept telling myself to just push through it because that's kind of what I always do is just push through it. And that's when God sent volleyball straight to my face and life literally hit me in the face and I had a concussion that ended my season and literally forced me to slow down. But that concussion was probably the best thing that could have happened to me because it's what led me to put my mental health first so I could truly heal. And it just made me realize that I really do need to be selfish for a little bit. And it put in perspective that volleyball was doing two things for me at the time. It was allowing me to neglect my mental health. It was also causing me to drift away from my faith. And my decision to step away from volleyball had nothing to do with the volleyball program itself because the support that I had for my coaches was the reason why I was I was able to make this decision for myself because my coach was the first coach that ever saw me as a real human being with valid emotions and not just a volleyball player. So I am so thankful for the support staff that I had in the program and making this decision and being able to stay involved in the program, even though I'm not actively playing anymore. So ultimately it came down to me listening to my heart and knowing what's going to be best for me. And when I finally started listening to myself and that's what really helped me in this recovery process. So obviously making that decision to step away from volleyball was a difficult decision. What emotions were going through your head when you kind of finally hit that point where you were like, I need to step away. Like, was it relief? Was it happiness? Sad? Like what, what were the emotions going through your head in those moments? It was a lot of things because I think I had the decision made for a really long time. It was just making it official was once I got in my coach's office and, you know, it was all good, but, you know, getting in my coach's office was the hard part. And it really, the emotion that was probably going through my head was denial that it really came down to this because I put my all into the sport for so many years. And I had this dream of playing college volleyball and succeeding at the college level. And for me to end my career the way that I did was very heartbreaking for me. But at the same time, there was, that was what was best for me at that moment. And only I could say that. So there was also a sense of strength in that because I had been, this is all I've known for all my entire life. So stepping away from that was very scary for me, but at the same time, it was so freeing when I finally made that decision and put myself first. Absolutely. So I was going to ask this later on, but I think now would be a better time to cover it. What advice would you give to anyone who is struggling with a situation like yours? Obviously, Everyone has different circumstances, different sports decisions, levels that they're playing at. But the decision to take a step back from a sport that you played for so long, something that has genuinely been a part of your life for most of your life, what would be any advice that you have for anybody else who's dealing with those same situations or kind of the emotions after making that decision? Yeah, your mind knows what's best for you. And that's 
your heart's going to tell you what to do. And your mind may say like, Oh, just stick it out because that's what athletes do. We just stick it out and tough it out. But your heart knows best. And at the end of the day, you do have to be a little selfish sometimes and you have to chase what's going to make you happy in the long run. And at the end of the day, only, you know, what's best for you. So there's going to be so many other opinions that to an outsider looking in who doesn't know my whole story, they'll look at my stats. Oh, she didn't play. So she just failed. But at the end of the day, yeah, I know that I didn't play. I didn't achieve what I wanted to, but I know that there's something else out there that I really want to chase. And so in my eyes, my college career was not a failure in any way. It was just everything happened for a reason. And it's what led me to something even bigger. Absolutely. And that's kind of something that uh, Eva and I talked on the last episode about finding passions outside of sport and realizing how much of a purpose that we each have outside of the sports that we've been involved in our whole lives. I mean, for you, you're obviously involved in the hidden opponent and you're an incredible artist about to graduate from college with a double major. And, you know, you've got your whole life ahead of you with all of these possibilities. So I think another thing that people don't realize when they're faced with that decision of stepping away from sport or life after sport, they don't realize just how much they can still do with their life, even in athletics, if they're not playing a sport. And I think that's another really difficult thing that, like you said, you have to listen to yourself. You have to be selfish. Think about what's best for you. Don't think about what's best for your coaches or your teammates, because if their success is dependent on you having a poor poor situation with your mental health, then there's other issues at play there. So I think that's, that's really good advice, you know, just listening to yourself and staying true to what's best for you. So you mentioned earlier God sending a volleyball down and hitting you in the face, both metaphorically and literally, and about how volleyball started to take away your faith from you and as part of your journey with your mental health. Do you just want to dive in a little bit about what you have experienced with the church and finding your faith both in athletics and just in your general life and what that means to you and how it's kind of incorporated itself in your decision to step away from the sport that you played? Yeah. So I was baptized as a baby. So my family brought me into faith from my birth, basically. And I'd always believed in God. I just never really knew him like that. And for years, I spent a lot of time just trying to question what was God was doing in my life because I was in such a bad place mentally and in such a dark place. And I would just try to pray all the pain away because I didn't know how else like faith worked. I thought God doesn't let his children suffer, but um, through the process of following my faith, I've learned that that's not really how that works. And I chose North Park. Um, Part of the reason why I chose North Park was because it was a Christian school and getting closer to God was something I was seeking going into college. And I've kind of just had to bring myself to my own faith in that way, just because it really wasn't something that was prioritized in my household. 
And that it's been a really long journey and that, and I've been in and out of religion for a long time. And my freshman year, um, I was in the middle of my first college season and I had just hit another relapse in my depression. And I had this one chapel that I hadn't been to chapel for like a month at this point. And I was planning on going to this one, but I woke up late and I was like, do I really want to go? I'm so tired. I just want to go back to sleep. And I got out of bed and I rolled over and that was probably the most rewarding thing that I could have done for myself. Cause that was probably the time I first heard God distinctly talk to me. And that sermon that I remember hearing was about healing. And like, I knew that God had gotten me out of bed for a reason that day. And still a thing. I went into my coach's office that day. I had planned on taking a break from volleyball and I ended up completely just letting my coach in and completely just broke down in my coach's office basically. And then it just lifted an entire weight off my shoulders that I finally let someone see the brokenness that I was hiding. And it's been a year long journey, like even since then. And I had made the decision most recently to get baptized again. And I did that for a couple of reasons because God had given me the strength to ask for help and to go to therapy and to see a psychiatrist and ultimately just let people see the brokenness that I had been hiding for so long. And in church, a lot of times people see they're praying for a breakthrough and for God just to take the depression and anxiety away from you. But as I've been building my faith and building a relationship with God, I've realized that he's put it in your life for a reason and he's trying to do something through you, through the suffering. And it's hard to see sometimes, but God does heal and he doesn't heal magically like a miracle that you're praying for. That's in reality, my breakthrough happened when I started antidepressants and my medication is something that is extremely like shamed upon in the church by a lot of people because they say, Oh, you take medication for your mental health. You don't trust God enough. Just pray more. And I cannot express enough how much my medication has played a pivotal role in getting to that breakthrough. That's always preached about. So when I made that decision to get baptized, it was me saying, I want a new beginning and I wanted to make the profession of faith on my own terms and say it myself and I had been in and out of faith, like I said, and I was always one foot in and one foot out for both, most of my life. So my baptism was my statement saying, I am surrendering every aspect of my life and putting all my trust in God, not just certain parts of my life, all of it. And also as an athlete, it's, um, I have my um, athletic chaplain, Pastor Terrence at North Park, and he's impacted my life on so many different levels and although I just stepped away from my playing career God has been calling me to stay involved in athletics and to make an impact from that supporting role and I've been able to be a student leader for Pastor T and working with athletic ministries at North Park and being able to lead our faith community within THO and all of that has been so rewarding and so filling for me and just realizing that 
God's plan is so much greater than me just playing volleyball. Yeah. And that pastor from North Park, he came, he uh, hopped on a Zoom call with some of us in the THO faith group a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. Time is here and there over the summer. But, and I, I remember him talking to us and just kind of listening in as we shared testimonies and talked about our personal experiences with faith and what we had been going through recently as athletes. And I remember he was kind of blown away. He was like, wow, you guys are doing such incredible work. Like the stuff that you guys are doing at THO with like faith. And that was kind of an eye-opening thing for me because sometimes I forget just how intertwined my faith and my love for mental health support and athletics is. Like sometimes I forget that how connected those things can be. And when I think back on it, the best times of my life have been like when I'm the happiest, when I, my mental health is the best are the times where I feel closest to God. And that like, that's so empowering. And like you said, like getting baptized, you felt like, like you were giving yourself a new journey. And I think that's such an important thing, especially after you made that decision to step down from volleyball, because a lot of times when people take a step away from their sport, they feel lost and they feel like that sport was everything they had. And now they don't know what to do next. But because you were able to find something like your faith, like your passion for mental health, that allowed you to still realize how big of a purpose you had and how big of an impact you could make, especially at North Park through the hidden opponent nationwide. That's such an incredible thing. And I think that's another big thing that needs to be talked about more with life after sport is finding that passion, finding that purpose for something other than your sport. Because like I said, I feel like a lot of people kind of get lost. Like, in the past, I've, I've had those moments where I'm like, I don't want to play soccer anymore. I, I can't do this. It's just, it's too much of my time. My mental health is not great because of it. And then I sit there and I'm like, oh, well, if I, if I quit playing soccer, then I'm going to sit there at night while the team is out practicing or at away games. And I'm going to be, I'm going to regret it. I'm, I'm going to feel like I don't have anything else to do with my time. And I think looking back on it, I now realize just how many other things I probably could have accomplished, just how much I could have been involved in outside of soccer if I would have done that. And fortunately for me in high school, when I was having those thoughts of not wanting to play soccer, wanting to take a step back because of my mental health, I was kind of on the other end of the spectrum than you were where my struggles were greatly related to the coaches that I had and the fact that my high school soccer coach did not care at all about players, mental health. He didn't care about supporting anybody. He was kind of the coach that was like, I just want to win and I'm going to pick favorites. I'm going to play these kids that play at the same club that I'm the director of coaching for. I'm going to play my kids. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I don't care who gets left behind. 
And that was so hard for me because a lot of the times I felt like I should have been playing and I wasn't. And fortunately for me, when I got to college, I've had good coaches that have kind of reignited that passion for soccer. And I've been fortunate enough that I'm going to be able to finish up all four years at co playing soccer, but just kind of building off of what you said with, with my faith is faith is so important. And like you said earlier, people will just say, Oh, pray more, pray more. Oh, you're struggling. Pray more. That's not always the solution. It's, it's about finding something worth praying about and using that to connect with God and using that to bring yourself closer with your faith. And I think that's just one really important thing for me with my journey in athletics and faith is realizing just how big those two things can be connected and not taking for granted the time that I have as an athlete, because I know a year from now, I'm going to be in the same situation as you where I'm no longer going to be a division three athlete and I'm going to have to find a way to cope with that, find a way to, you know, recommit myself to something else and find a passion that can keep me going on days, you know, where I don't have soccer to fall back on. So. Yeah. I don't know if it's fully hit me that I'm no longer an athlete yet, but at the same time, I know finding my identity in Christ has played a big role in helping me be able to accept that I did what I did. And also just like, I always knew that I was more than an athlete. I've always been the type of person who had a very deep personality. I was a three sport athlete in high school. I, and I was involved in just about every single extracurricular because being an overachiever had distracted me from the anxious thoughts in my head. That's another story, (laughs) but it's a whole, it's a whole nother episode right there. <laughs> oh, yes. um, that is, but all that stuff. Yeah. There were some things I, I just did, you know, for the resume, but didn't actually really mean much to me. But at the end of the day, there were so many things that I did in high school that led me to my purpose. I was a journalist in high school, which helped me find my passion for storytelling. I was a photographer that's helped me find my passion for art. And it's all these things that led me to, although they weren't directly what I was doing back then, it was all part of the journey and helping me find what I was truly passionate about and just doing and following my passions, even though everyone else's expectations of who I'm supposed to be. Like I was supposed to be, I was the first one from my high school to sign to play college volleyball in like five years. So it was this big thing in my town, not really that big a deal, but you know, you get the point. So like me stepping away from that, yeah, there's judgment for that. There's always judgment for any decision you make for yourself. But at the end of the day, that judgment never fazed me because I knew I had so much more to live for. Yeah. And I think that's really the best advice that you can give people who are dealing with the same situation, you know, do what's best for you and, and realize your purpose outside of sport. Like you said, you've always known that you had so much more to give than your volleyball career. And I'm sure that made your decision so much easier for you because if you were going into it and you were like, I don't have anything else except volleyball, giving up volleyball would have been extremely difficult. But because you know just how much you still have to give and 
how much you can do to change the lives of others, it, it makes it an easier decision. And honestly, if I had had that same mentality back in high school, uh, I don't know if I would have ended up playing college soccer, but that's, that's something that I can't look back on and, and question, but it's something that is definitely interesting to think about because I used to have that same mentality where I was like playing soccer is like, that's my like personality trait. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm nothing other than being a soccer player. And now through my work with THO and through everything I do with national SAC and all of that, I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I am so much more than an athlete, but I think people who are struggling with that concept of being more than an athlete, it's just even more difficult for them. Yeah. And I was in the same spot in high school where I didn't have supportive coaches, same exact things where I was just a volleyball player. And I put a lot, that's what sent me to a dark place. And it's taken me four years to get to this mentality that I'm at right now. And that's like I say, everything does happen for a reason. And it has taken me years to gain insight that I have. And I had to go through hell to get this insight. So I think that's also the thing is that everything does happen for a reason. And that, yes, my playing career didn't end up the way that I wanted it to. I didn't reach the goal that I wanted to reach, but there's so many bigger goals that I want now. And like my dreams for life have just inclined since making that decision. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. I think that's a perfect way to put it. And I think that is something that relates back to faith so well, you know, understanding that God has a plan for all of us and that sometimes his plan isn't always going to be the same plan that we think we have for ourselves. And understanding that everything is going to happen for a reason that eventually it will all pan out and eventually we'll all be able to get to that point where we feel connected with God and where we feel like we are on his path. And yeah, it's just, I think that's a great way to end it. Honestly, I think that's a great, a great way to finish things up. So uh, I just want to give a huge thank you to Haley for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure any final thoughts from you? Oh, at the end of the day, these decisions are hard. And no matter what you do in life, it's gonna you're gonna go through a lot of hard times. But at the end of the day, you really aren't alone. And if you feel like you're alone and you really have no one to go to, the hidden opponent wants to be that community for you. We want to give that community to you, and we are always here for you. Mm-hmm.